on receiving an interrupt, decrement the counter to zero. podcast about obsessions. On this show, we look at things like music, art and sport from both sides of the equation. We talk to people about the things that they identify with and we talk to the people who make and do those things. I'm your host, Troy Foster. And before hosting this podcast, I was the host of a show called Ready to Listen. And if that's how you found us, thanks for giving the shoe a go. I'm also a writer, long distance runner, former motocross and supercross racer, vinyl collector, and musician. I actually wrote and played all of the music you hear on this episode. As well as the podcast, you can check out One Red Shoe at our website, oneredshoepod.com, where we post show notes for every episode, as well as some articles and reviews. You can also find us at One Red Shoe Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So, our guest for this episode is me. We've decided to do a prequel before our first official episode, and I've taken the opportunity to talk about my background as a music reviewer, which planted one of the original seeds for this show. I'll also talk about how I got into listening to podcasts and why I called this episode Count Zero. But I won't tell the story behind the shoes. I'm keeping that one for a special episode we've got coming up soon. So, over to me. It probably all started back at uni in 2004, so that was my last year at University of South Australia, and I signed up to write for Entropy, which was the uni magazine at the time, and the idea was basically just to get published and help build up my portfolio. So, you know, at the same time, I was submitting short stories to the short fiction collection, Um, I even had some poetry published, and... This also had the benefit that I could get new CDs uh, at a time when I probably didn't have a lot of cash laying around to buy them myself. And also, it was a great opportunity just to combine a couple of the things I really love, which is music and writing. So, I got a chance to review a bunch of stuff, but um, some really good stuff too, like Red Hot Chili Peppers Stadium Arcadium, Nine Inch Nails with Teeth, um, Muse's Black Holes and Revelations. Um, I also got to review a couple of films which were music-related, of course. Um, End of the Century, which is the story of the Ramones. It's a really interesting doco. And Last Days, uh, which is a film by Gus Van Sant. And it's loosely based on Kurt Cobain's final days. So that was that was challenging to watch and challenging to write about. But uh, it was a really interesting experience. And I kept doing it, actually, after I left university. So for a couple of years, I was still in touch, and the editor kept uh, flicking me CDs, which was great. Um, And then he left Entropy and became the editor of Faster Louder. And he sent a shout-out to all the guys from Entropy, asking them if they wanted to review some live music for Faster Louder. So that was another great opportunity, and really just a case of being in the right place at the right time. And so through that experience, I got to review, again, a bunch of different bands and get my feet wet going to gigs and making notes and trying to come up with uh, little articles to review them. And I had the opportunity to review the Mars Volta, which was 
amazing. Like, uh, it's probably still one of the better reviews I've ever written. Um, and in no small part because the show that the Mars Volta put on that night was absolutely amazing. And, and that I be, I submitted that as a sample to Rip It Up magazine, which was the street press in Adelaide, and uh, was lucky enough to get added to their roster as a reviewer. And this, again, another amazing opportunity. So uh, I would get tons and tons of CDs to review, uh, and that's where I started with those guys. But then as I went on, as the years went on, as I was writing for them, I also got the chance to do some interviews, uh, got to cover live gigs for them as well. Uh, we d- always did a top 10 list at the end of the year, which was a lot of fun. Um, something I might have to look at bringing into the podcast. And, um, and I did uh, three consecutive big days out. Um, funny story, actually tried to turn the first one down uh, like some entitled little brat. <laughs> and um, th- th- there's a story behind that. I th- I'd actually convinced all of my friends that it's probably not a great year to go. There's not really many good bands on there and... Uh, it's going to be a bit dull. Uh, and fortunately for me, the editor of Rip It Up, Scott McLennan, talked me into doing the uh, the review. So had an amazing experience. It was a great day and it was the year that Neil Young headlined and it was an unbelievable show. So had the um, <laughs> had the funny experience of I had to write a really positive review about a show I, told, I had told everybody not to go to. Um, <laughs> so a little bit of embarrassment there, but, um, yeah, and that review probably rates up there with the Mars Volta review as one of the best that I've written. So really lucky. Um, I actually stopped writing for Street Press in around 2012. Uh, t- to be honest, I actually kind of faded away as I got busier in life and also in my full-time job. Um, so I found it harder and harder to make time to write about music. Um, and about this time, unfortunately, it was also around about the time that street press was starting to wind up and finding a little bit more difficult and trying to make the transition online. And, um, so yeah, that was probably the end of that part of my journey into reviewing and thinking about that and doing that, but I've always missed it. And, and I have to admit, I still have trouble when I go to gigs to not review them in my head. I got into podcasts by mistake, really. Um, It started with running. So when I first started running, I wasn't running that far, so I didn't actually listen to anything. But as I started to push into longer distances, like up from 5Ks to 10Ks and so on, um, I started feeling like I wanted something to keep me company, keep me motivated. So I I started listening to music, um, which actually led to a bit of a disaster in um, my, I think it was my first marathon I was running along listening to my music on my podcast, on my podcast, on my iPod, and Eye of the Tiger came on um, about halfway through the race, and so I had quite a way to go, but I got all fired up and started, you know, running along with the with the um, Eye of the Tiger pounding in my head, and uh, a couple of kilometers later, I was on the edge of the course with a massive cramp, so, um, but... It was actually Ronnie James Dio who set me on the path of listening to podcasts. So on his album Magica, there's like an 18-minute track where Ronnie tells the story of the album, which, to be honest, wasn't really what I expected from a Dio album. But 
it, it did sort of trigger something in me, made me think, um, you know, maybe I should consider audiobooks as a way to optimize the amount of time that I'm spending running. So, you know, I could train uh, and also hear a book and learn something new, right? So I asked a group of colleagues whether any of them had listened to audiobooks. And, you know, some, some of them said yes and no and whatever. But, um, but one of them said, actually, you should try a podcast. And she recommended Gimlet and Serial. And I'd actually read a little bit about Serial already, but I'd come at it from a different vector. So I'd sort of come at it from um, from the website. And so I didn't entirely connect it to a listening experience, which is odd because obviously with Serial and its reputation. But anyway, I decided to give podcasts a go. So it was during the first season of Startup. So it actually wasn't that long ago. Um, although it does already seem like Gimlet have been around forever, which I guess from my listening point of view, they have. Um, right now, I can't keep up with all the different podcasts I listen to. So just to give you a bit of a uh, bit of an insight, right now, my upcoming playlist includes Jay Leno on WTF, Mark Maron's podcast, The Infinite Monkey Cage, The RFK Tapes, Macaulay Culkin on The Joe Rogan Experience, Dee Snyder on Talkers Jericho, Eddie Trunk, Reply All from Gimlet, the Rich Roll Podcast, Startup, The Dollop, and Song Exploder. And I've also got to say that I don't have any queued up at the moment, but I'm a huge fan of the Marathon Training Academy, which is the best running podcast I've heard so far. And even though I don't listen to Smodcast so much anymore, which is Kevin Smith's podcast, um, I have to say that it was Kevin Smith's cheerleading uh, that's probably been a big influence on my decision to give podcasting a go. Um, I love his observation that, that podcasting is like the punk rock of media. You know, you don't have to wait for someone with a big commercial studio to invite you or let you give it a go. Um, you can, you know, set up relatively cheaply and, and have a crack. So, uh, thanks a lot, Kev. So, why count zero? Um which is the name of the episode, and it's also the quote at the start of this episode with the uh, freaky uh, voice that I put on there. A um, little bit of fun with my Zoom guitar pedal, uh, playing around with distorting my voice through different effects. Um, so, completely self-indulgent in that regard. But um, for this episode being a, a prequel of sorts, um, I thought Count Zero would be a funny way to name it. And it's also um, the name of a novel by one of my absolute all-time favorite writers, which is William Gibson. Um, and I just recently got the chance to, uh, like I've read almost everything that William Gibson's had published and just recently was in a bookshop and found one that I hadn't read, which is always a, always a treat and a delight. So, and that was a book called The Peripheral uh, from 2014. Um and one of the really interesting things about that is that it's a prequel and a sequel to his next novel, which is coming out soon, I think, uh, which is called The Agency. And I'm really looking forward to reading this one, uh, The Agency, because <laughs> it's, um, it's set in 2017, but it's set in an alternative 2017 where Hillary Clinton actually won the 2016 presidential election. So... I guess it's kind of like Tom Clancy said about um, fiction. Uh, it's the, the difference between fiction and reality. Fiction has to make sense. So that's it for the introduction. What do you think? What obsessions would you like us to consider for future episodes? 
If you've got some great ideas, jump on Twitter or Facebook and let us know. We might even ask you to join us as a guest. We'll be launching episode one soon. On that episode, we're talking to VJ about the Black Crows. It's a great chat about what makes a band one of our favourites and what it's like to support them when it seems like no one else does. So, dust off your moneymaker and shake it around a bit. Or maybe just have a listen to some Black Crows, Chris Robertson Brotherhood and Magpie Salute. Whatever you do, keep an ear out for episode one of the One Red Shoe podcast. And thanks for listening. 